Can you recall a time when you have taken something out of context? Oh, 100%. I think we all can do that sometimes. So often we don't get the whole story. Right? Well, in our upcoming episode, I will share a story about context. And then we're going to learn that context is important. Welcome back to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is John Drabert. And my co-host, you guessed it, Brayden Pohowicz. Fireworks. Um, I don't know if we could make that any more anticlimactic, but it's great to have you here. It's great. It's going to be a tie-in for today's lesson. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Um, did you listen to that intro that we just played? Yes. I say about very Canadian. Mm. Well, I mean... It's a little bit of a boot in there. You are legitimately very Canadian. That's true. <laughs> like you've never lived anywhere else. You've traveled yeah. elsewhere, but you've never lived anywhere else but Canada. Nope. Born and bred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what they say. <laughs> anyway, so sorry about anyone who it sounds like I'm talking about a boot. Uh, it's about. People love, people love the Canadian accent, so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope we sound as dignified as the British. <laughs> Totally not. <laughs> Whoa, oh, there's a moose over there, Reboot. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, on another note, we do have a really good lesson for you today. Uh, I have to admit, it's a, kind of less of a story, um, more of a lesson. Yes. And, uh, but, you know, like it's, take the sense of the word story. It's, it's Loosely. Loosely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, today you said you wanted to talk about context, correct? I did. Mm. Uh, I think this story or chapter rather is a really good spot to talk about it. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But we're, you know, kind of midway through Nehemiah and Nehemiah himself is a really good example of why context is important. Awesome. Well, I know we have said this several times on the podcast before, but I think it's worth emphasizing that context right. is very, very important. It is. Okay, so here we are. We're continuing in Nehemiah. We're in chapter 7, so just past the halfway point. Mm -hmm. And up to now, really, we've just been reading kind of, it's almost like a, a log entry of Nehemiah's tasks that he has completed. Yes. Um, it's, it's very much how the chapter is written, right? Uh, and so he had this God-given idea to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, which is a big task, but a noble cause. Yes. And you can really tell that Nehemiah is through and through a project manager. Yeah. Like... No fluff. Not a lot of story in this chapter. Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, Nehemiah, he has met some resistance yeah. up to this point, And mostly from the people who are currently living in Jerusalem. And they were mocking him and for the idea. And honestly, they just thought it was just ridiculous to rebuild the walls. Yeah, they're like... Who's this guy? Yeah. He he came from a town that wasn't Jerusalem and just started rebuilding the wall. They even got mad, right? Yeah. Some some of the people get they they get mad and in fact Nehemiah then had to take some of his men, about half of his uh individual or or uh uh you know, strength. Um and they had to stand guard while others worked. So they kind of worked in shifts, some standing guard and some working to rebuild mm. the wall. Well, this this all was done to prevent them from getting attacked while trying to get the work done. So there was some real legit opposition. Hostile environment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay, but this is where I, I think that the context is really important to bring in. Okay, I agree. But I'd like to hear why you think that's important. Seems like the story <laughs> is pretty straightforward and easy to understand up to this point. Oh, I agree that it seems that way. 
Uh, broken walls are being rebuilt, right? Some people are mad. Some people are happy with the walls. Story done. Hands washed. Hmm. So done and done. Good job. Yeah. We can pat ourselves on the back. Call it a day. (laughs) We can wrap this podcast episode up and... I am being sarcastic. Oh. Obviously. Yeah. I totally knew that. I picked that up right from the start. Yeah. I could tell you knew for (laughs) sure. Uh, Okay. So, well... If we just take all of these stories at face value, it does seem really simple. But we know that the book, uh, that each book of the Bible is a part of a bigger unified story. We we do know that. Yes. Yeah. So if we assume that each book, it, you know, also has something to say or teach us then about this bigger unified story, that is that is a safe assumption that we can make. Right. So you are saying if it seems like we're unable to take something from the story or it seems really straightforward, we should look for the context in the bigger story. John, that is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. So realistically, chapter seven, it's just a list of people who came to help rebuild some rebuild and some of those people returned to their homes or returned there to make their homes in Israel. Right. So it's a it's a giant list of people, some of which don't even stay. So it's like kind of their their names are mentioned in terms of people coming to Jerusalem to help, and then they just go back to the place that they originally lived. So essentially, it's a giant list of context. <laughs> yeah, giant list of context, and like it it's like a uh, attendance almost. You know, it, it would be really cool, and we obviously don't have time for it in this episode. But if you started like drilling down into these family stories yeah. that are mentioned maybe elsewhere in the Bible, and there won't be every a story for every family, but those that are there, I bet you we could learn a ton yeah. from the context that's in here. Totally. So, I mean, that that's, that's all that's in the chapter itself, really. Pretty much all the information that's given to us. It does say there's a very small part at the very beginning of the chapter that the wall, which has been pretty much the focus up to this point has been completed. It's the restoration has been restored and, and that the building of the wall or the finishing of this building has brought revival to the town, which then we can assume is probably because there's like a lot of people in the area that were not once there. Not to mention like the tens of thousands of people who were once exiled now have started to live in Jerusalem once again. Right. So it does talk about returning exiles and like, like thousands of people, like thousands of numbers beside people's names. So yeah. like large, large people groups were returning. Large families. <laughs> My family's not tens of thousands. And mine either. Uh, okay, so this got me wondering, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because <clears throat> it, it really seemed like a simple list of numbers. And I don't know about you guys, but I kind of glance over those things and think like, great, nothing to learn, moving on to the story part of the Bible. Mm. Um, but the small kind of comment at the beginning or the project being done, I had to ask myself this question. I had to ask, what does this say about the bigger picture? Because it seemed there's a list, the project is done, now what? So well, I had to ask myself. I like the, I like your question. Thank you. Uh, so what were you able to find out? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, okay, I learned that the books of Ezra and Nehemiah were written together or once together really that's really interesting i didn't know that so the original manuscript was written by this by the same author uh, and they were originally together and then had been split up i believe for context or the ease of reading uh later on 
because it's like maybe a little bit like two different stories. Yeah, I think it, it, it helps kind of focus the Bible and we'll see that ah. at different times. Um, but they do follow a really similar pattern. Hmm. I, I, I think I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And obviously you've done some digging into some context here. I have. To help us gain that yeah, insight. And, okay, so here, here it is. Here's the, the pattern that okay. I found, okay? And, and by context, we kind of just mean like more information slash like background. What's going around on around this story? Yeah, you're taking useful to more know. than just the words that you're reading. You're mm. looking into kind of things deeper. So here, here's the, this pattern. So we would see a leader, you know, would have an issue. So Nehemiah, the walls were broken. Nehemiah, leader, walls broken, the issue. Okay. Uh, they would then create a plan to fix it right? Nehemiah rebuilding the walls. They would meet opposition, which we have seen. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there'd be a less than ideal outcome. So we haven't necessarily gotten to that point because we're only halfway through this chapter, but it was nothing awful. It was just like anticlimactic. Hmm. Now, keep in mind that Nehemiah's hope was to rebuild the walls and reunify all of the people of Israel in Jerusalem. Right. Okay. So this pattern happens both in Nehemiah, but also in Ezra. The book of yes. Ezra. In, yeah, in Ezra as well. I'll actually, uh, it's Nehemiah, Ezra, and Zerubbabel, which is another person mentioned in the book of Ezra. Okay. Yeah. So the outcome didn't meet the expectations of the people in the story. Is that correct? That Yeah, that's that's a great way of saying it. Okay. Um, so Nehemiah, he finished the wall, sure, but, you know, we could assume by this pattern that there might be some disappointment coming. Okay. Well, why is that? Okay, well, the people in this story, such as Ezra and Nehemiah, had really good intentions. Rebuild the walls, unify the people of Israel. Um, and they, at most times, were even looking to God for direction. So then why, okay, why would it be bad? If they're looking to God for direction, yeah. um, why would it be bad? Or not be as exciting as they thought it would be? Like, okay. what's, what's the issue here? I'm, more good questions. <laughs> yeah, I am full of them today. All, all questions that I was asking myself. So okay. here's three examples that are laid out in these two books, okay? Or uh, in some of these chapters. So Nehemiah, Zerubbabel, and Ezra all had a goal in mind, right? They had then a project that they will work on and all of their projects were rebuilding something, whether that's a community, a physical wall, people's connection with God. Uh, were all three of them were in... Uh, had very good intentions. Hmm, okay, so uh, that's great. Yes. Uh, and did they get it done? Okay, well, they, they did, actually. Uh, the walls, like we just saw at the beginning of the chapter, are finished, right? So Nehemiah finished Bum, this. Ba -da -ba. <laughs> Big fireworks. Uh, Ezra, who I believe makes an appearance later in the chapter, mm -hmm. uh, his kind of goal was to reunite a community specifically using scripture. And we're going to see where that comes in. So I got to say, I like Ezra. So the tasks themselves were were finished, but it didn't necessarily go how they had planned or how it was supposed to, right? It seems as though these men, as they met certain negativity or pushback, uh, they, you know, all of this happened while they were trying to finish these tasks. So each of them had met opposition. And this then leads to the lackluster outcome. Am I getting this straight? <laughs> Yeah, sort of. So remember when we spoke about prophets like Samuel? Oh yeah. Okay. Like, I totally know these uh, these guys. People who could talk to God 
relay what God had said to the people, or people, these people would maybe predict how things would come about by God's mm-hmm. power, um, or how God would maybe interact with his creation. Yeah. Right? That so, is perfectly summarized. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so these three men uh, that we mentioned, Nehemiah, Zerubbabel, and Ezra, completed tasks, but not necessarily as the prophets had said. So Nehemiah, Zerubbabel, and Ezra were kind of trying to complete a prophecy or trying to walk into it. Mm. Um, but it, but at some point it got derailed and then they kind of like took it on to their, into their own hands and God in some part of the equation was maybe not listened to as much. Right. So it got done. Yeah. But it ended up as a human accomplishment in some ways rather than fully a God accomplishment or, or a testimony or, a, you know, something that people could point to as saying, Hey, look what God did. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. So for instance, a really quick summary, Zerubbabel wants to rebuild the temple. Mm. Okay. He finishes it, but the people who experienced the first temple, the one that did glorify God, where the presence of God was felt, they wept because this finished temple was nothing. Well, that's really anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. He's like, great. The project is done. But then these people said like, but not as intended, like not in the spirit that it has. So, so it's kind of like uh, your house build burns down to the ground yeah. and then you rebuild and it's like half the size and not nearly as cozy and nice. And yeah. it's like, I guess if we have to live in this shack, we will. Yeah. It's, it's missing some of its essence. Hmm. So I, I mean it, yeah, it just becomes that, that again, that accomplishment to the people rather than like God's presence and provision. Okay. We still have to go through the rest of the book of Nehemiah. Yeah. So we shouldn't give away too many more spoilers. Oh, no, I totally agree. Okay. Right. So, so we will pause there. I don't want to, you know, give away the rest of the story. I just thought that now was a, an important time to talk about the history. Again, with Zerubbabel coming before, there's a still more in this chapter, uh, more chapters in this book. Uh, so I too don't want to give away any spoilers. So we're going to leave it there. Okay. Um, and with this idea of the three men rebuilding things, but through their own will, not necessarily bad as a whole, but also not fully as God had intended. Sometimes I find it hard to take away something from a book uh, or a chapter like this. Yeah. Uh, it seems sometimes simple or, you know, at any rate, when it's difficult, I ask two important questions. Oh, what, so, what are those questions? Can I, could I share those questions with you? Here are the questions. Okay. Uh, the first question I ask is, how did the people that I'm reading about get into this scenario? Mm. And then the second question is, what does this have to teach me about Jesus? Those are some really good questions. Yeah. Those are, it's a great way to find out the context. Yeah. And, and even though Jesus, you know, as a biblical character, doesn't come into the picture until the New Testament, you know, quite a ways right. past. And we're in the Old Testament. We're in the currently. Old Testament. So it's hundred, several hundred years after this. Um, you know, I find asking this question about Jesus, it helps me to apply it to the whole picture of the biblical or the story of that the Bible tells as a whole. Right. Um, similar to what you're kind of saying before at the beginning, 
It's all one unified story and it helps us to think about it like that. Yeah, that's great. I I appreciate those questions and I, and I do actually fully agree with them, which it, it's a really good way to lead us into today's lesson, which is simply this, that context is important. Always, always important. Sometimes it really helps to ask yourself or someone else questions about what you're reading, especially if you are new to the Bible um, or even if you're old to the Bible. I mean, <laughs> asking questions is one of the best ways to learn. Yeah. It, it's always a good reminder that the Bible isn't necessarily meant to read cover to cover. Uh, and so sometimes things get thrown out of context or read out of context. Yeah. Today, it, like for instance, if we were to just read in Nehemiah we, and not understood Zerubbabel or Ezra, for mm-hmm. instance, we wouldn't have been able to see these three stories and the paralleling themes or the uh, patterns, which allows us to have a lot deeper of an understanding as opposed to just Nehemiah's story on itself. Yeah. Now, it's not wrong to read like from cover to cover. No. But there are things that help with the um, the whole picture and some that are hard to understand when reading it that way. So I think it's good to ask questions, like mm-hmm. we said before, and get that whole picture. And so um, asking the question like you did, eh, who else was hanging around with Nehemiah that helped paint this f- a fuller picture of what we could learn today? Yeah. And you found a, out about Zerubbabel and Ezra, which is really cool. And we found out about a, like all these people that we didn't really dive into, like the list no. of people. There's like 20 family names there. Yeah. yeah. Like I am sure there is a lot of lessons we could learn from those people yeah. as well. Yeah. I. <clears throat> so all that to say, you know, reading the Bible cover to cover, I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that it doesn't always give us the context. Or if we're reading just, you know, a chapter a day, that doesn't always give us the context. There's so much to look into. There really is. Um, I always suggest if you are new to the Bible, the New Testament is honestly a really good place to start. The Gospels, like you'd see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I, those are great books that are, (laughs) those are great books to start with. I said that way better the second time. Yeah. Way better. Way better. No, those really are great books to start with. And you get to know Jesus and who he is, which I just think is so, so important. So I agree. It's a great place to start, Braden. Yeah. All that to say, context is important. Well, Brayden brought up some really good points today. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I think our growth tip will really fit well into today's lesson. Ah, I love it when that happens. (laughs) I I like that too. You know, like we plan, it's like we planned it or something. You know, it's just like we're, it's like we're riffing, but but not (laughs) (laughs) the opposite. (laughs) You know, our growth tip for this episode is to, is this. Find a study tool. Yeah. Now, this may sound like really intimidating, um, but there's some really good tools out there. Bible, you know, Bibles that have awesome extras on the side, some historical comments, just certain things that'll help you kind of understand in today's context or today's understanding or the story as a whole. Mm-hmm. Now, we will highlight a few of our favorites on Instagram this week at Bible Story Pod. So check us out there. It's it's a really good idea, John. I appreciate it. It was actually, I just, as we were talking before about um, 
the Bible cover to cover. I had friends a few years ago buy a chronological Bible. Oh, I'm reading through the Bible in a chronological order right now. Wow. That means, for those of you who don't know what chronological means, it simply means in the time and order that they happened. Yeah. Because the Bible's not uh, put together in a a time-sensitive or time-ordered manner. Yeah, so it just orders everything, uh, which is a really cool way to read it. I am liking it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that just, that popped into my head, but you can, in that with finding a tool, you can always ask someone, you know, like a pastor or a parent, even their understanding or um, to help you out with that, or ask them to find, help find a tool that fits you. Yeah. And and study tools, they can be really short and helpful to understanding the context of the Bible. And they're actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, because we learn, and when we learn, it usually, when we learn something interesting, it's usually a lot of fun. That's true. So, well, we are so grateful to have you all as an audience. You're awesome. We are. We are awesome. No, I was there awesome. Not we're oh, awesome. Oh, my, my mistake. <laughs> hey, friends, remember that there is nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned. We have our discussion episode coming up. We will see you there.